I think it's a not a cool thing to say, but I think it's something that we like to say, like, oh, I don't care what people think. And yeah. like, I'll just do whatever, whenever, and it doesn't matter. We care all the time. We do. And I realized that and I was like, man, I care so much about like, when I tell someone that I fly helicopters, it's like, oh, cool. Like, like you're so awesome. And I was like, wow, aren't you? Exactly. And then I realized like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I, but that's, I kept thinking back, like, but what am I going to tell people? Oh, I, I don't do that anymore. I, I do photography. And it's like, oh, that's still sick. But like, yeah, that is cool. That was like yeah. epic. You're listening to the Down to Talk podcast with me, Logan Down. We got a special guest today, Mr. Hunter Hatch. Hello, Hunter Hatch. Howdy. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. I brought in Hunter Hatch. Mr. Hunter, one of my good friends. I'm going to give you a little intro, Mr. Hunter Hatch. It sounds good. So Hunter Hatch is um, 6'5". I, yeah, I know. 6'5", handsome, has a little mustache right now. Yeah, dude, no shave. Gets too many women. Oh, maybe just one down at St. George, but she's not listening to this. So, But that's okay. That's okay. Hunter, do you still remember the first time we met? I do. It was, I think, in 2020. That's right. No, wait. Yeah, you're right. you're right. You're right. I know. You're moving a TV or something. No, what? Yeah. Really? I think so. No way. Which, which memory do you have? I, I remember the memory. Like, I, I knocked on your door. Okay. Then you opened the door. And I was like, oh, what's up? I don't know you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we kind of look alike. I do remember that. And you're like, oh, I think that was the first time that I remember. Yeah, for sure. That was good times. So that was, uh, I think it was like September 2020. Yeah, it's crazy that was three years ago. Wait, it was like two years ago. Two years ago? Two years ago in two months. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Hunter. Okay, Hunter. Um, I remember when I was like, wow, Hunter's so smart. When I found out you had gone to school for s- six semesters straight. Yeah. I think it was six. I think I wrote that right. Yeah, I don't think uh, it made a big difference, but yeah, I didn't. Oh, oh. I just <laughs> straight. So you went to... Utah State, yeah. Then BYU Idaho, yeah. And here, right? And here, dang, I know. So why are you here, huh? Well, I came here for the aviation program. You're like Logan Down's gonna. Be well, here. I knew that too. Deep, deep down, I knew that you were here, even though I had never met you before. I know, but that's probably why one of the reasons why I was here. So yeah, I came for the aviation program, and then decided that that wasn't for me, and so now I'm studying interdisciplinary and. Loving it. It's good. I don't even know how to, like, spell that. Oh, it's a long word. You get used to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's good, though. Yeah? Yeah. So, Hunter, what do you feel like is a diff- the difference between motivation and discipline? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think motivation comes all the time, but the discipline is, like, where it comes, like, consistently, and that's where I think, at least for myself, like, discipline is... One of the things I try to work on all the time because I'm not very good at it. And some things I am, like, and some of the really fun things, but I think motivation can come from, like, watching someone do something or being like, man, that'd be really cool if I could do that and get really, like... Hyped up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then when it comes to, like, actually doing it and realizing, like, oh, crap, like, I actually have to do A, B, C and all these other things in order to be that cool, then it's like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I, I feel like that's the same way. I feel like discipline is like, you could say like the grind or it's something you have to do every day. Then motivation is like being hyped up in a moment. 
being like seeing a video, maybe like a speaker or just like, just like, oh, I can do this. Like it's like getting like kind of like hyped up, like, yeah, yeah. Right. But then but that's not always going to last forever. But then, but discipline is when like when you're tired or maybe not everything's the most comfortable, but then you're willing to like still do it even you're tired i was thinking like going to the gym like not every time you go to the gym you like you feel on top of the world but you know if you keep going and have discipline keep going even if the motivation is not there and that's like when you see results definitely like when you're flying planes blindfolded <laughs> yeah exactly i remember when you the helicopters helicopters yeah same thing i remember when you're doing that and i was like man blind. well it was just the instruments right you're flying with right yeah yeah and that was really i mean you're, I was really bad at it from the beginning almost to the end, and it was really discouraging. Oh, really? I thought it was like you were like amazing. Well, like flying it, yes, but like not being able to see and like having to do like all the navigating and everything and learning like everything that comes with that, that was kind of hard. So I guess like, yeah, like I I had the motivation to become a pilot, yeah. and I still do, oh. but like, well, not anymore because I'm not in the program anymore. But I have the motivation to become a pilot, and so when hard things come like that, I was like, okay, like, even though I really chunked it up on that one, like, I really need to show back. Yeah, that's a new phrase. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I know. It's probably probably not real. Oh, but. It is now. It is now. But, yeah, I think that's, I think that's cool. So. Yeah. But I remember, because we were roommates, at least part of that time. Yeah, we were. I remember I was like, man, you must be so talented to be blindfolded. It make it sound way cooler than it is. Well, it was, well, I know you're not like blindfolded. You're like half your vision's half cut, so yeah. you can't actually look. Yeah, which is scary. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I definitely feel like it's more scary like when you're like actually flying blind mm-hmm. versus just like yeah, all like a flight simulator. Yeah, well, that's the hope too, because like that's where a lot of accidents come in. It's like when people like get in the clouds and they can't see, they're really disoriented. So that's what they're hoping the training will do. But do you have any times when you were flying? You're like, man, this sucks. Like, I can't see nothing. Yeah, that happened several times. I remember we flew down to St. George, and one of my instructors had told me before I enrolled in the course to take it at night because then you're the most disoriented and it's the most realistic to really? flying without, like, any visual reference. And it was it was true. So we flew down at night to St. George, and I had my, like, the hood on so I couldn't see outside. And I literally couldn't see or feel anything. Like my head was pressed up against the side of the helicopter as I was flying. And all my instruments said that we were straight and level, but I felt like we were diving down into the right. No way. And I was like, my instructor's like, just fight it, dude. I'm like, holy cow, like this, like it, it was not fun. And like, it was, but it was cool because it was showing me like, oh, this training is actually helping. For those ones, is he right next to you or? Yeah. So he's sitting next to me. My mind is like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, get out of here. Go for it. No, he's sitting right next to me. Has controls, everything. Yeah, dang, that sounds way more st- scary than I thought. Yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, I bet you weren't hyped up. Like, yeah, yeah, let, let me let me be scared every time. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was like, I was like, I'm in the wrong career. <laughs> but after we got done, I was like, okay, that was kind of sick. Kind of sick. Yeah. I I feel like when you tell people, it's like a big flex. Well, you know, you know, helicopters. Yeah, I fly those. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I was like, I felt like I needed to leave was because I was, I loved that aspect of like, yeah. like saying that it was always, I think that was more of so of like what was keeping me there than me actually like 
wanting to be there do that if that makes sense it was like the motivation like people like yeah oh you're a helicopter pilot yeah that's right girl like you see (laughs) exactly wasn't like yeah this sucks though yeah and so i was unwilling to like realize like oh even though this motivates me because well and it's weird because i think it's a not a cool thing to say but i think it's something that we like to say like oh i don't care what people think and yeah. like i'll just do whatever whenever and it doesn't matter we care all the time we do and i realized that and i was like man i care so much about like when i tell someone that i fly helicopters it's like oh cool like like you're so awesome and i was like wow don't you exactly and then i realized like i hate this i don't want to do this anymore like i but that's i kept thinking back like but what am i going to tell people oh i, I don't do that anymore i i do photography it's like oh that's still sick but like yeah that is cool that was like yeah epic so now you're like triple quadruple half major yeah like three things right now yeah yep if you think about it, it's film then it's drone flight <laughs> all my interest <laughs> that'd be awesome was it like is it like half film half can you just tell me this yeah yeah so it's a minor photography marketing and graphic design dang yeah so which one do you feel like you like the most? Um, I definitely feel like I enjoy photography the most. I'm learning about graphic design and I love graphic design. And marketing, I'm in accounting right now and it's kind of kicking my trash. Oh yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah, but so far so good. I'm taking a marketing class next semester. Yeah? Marketing. Oh, sweet. Are you? I think I am, yeah. What time? Eight. it. Oh no, definitely oh, not eight. Mine's like eight thirty or something. I can't, I can't get up at eight. That's like part of my discipline problem. Like, can't do it. So, but I only have classes Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, that's pretty nice, actually. I know. So it was like, and so I put eight o'clock. It was like those two days, like Tuesday, Thursday. Then I was like, okay, I have to go to bed at midnight or eleven. I'm like, okay, I guess I can do that two days a week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right, I and have, wish you the best. They have a four-day weekend every week. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. That's the way to go. Yeah. that's. But, you know, yeah. Cool. But, like, kind of going back to what we were saying before, I found this out yesterday, so I wrote it down. I feel like I can input motivation in my life when I need it. And I don't feel like for a lot of my life, motivation would just, like, happen upon me or I'd see somebody I want to be like or, like, it would just happen. But recently with like TikTok or like things like that, like I know will motivate me at times. I'm starting to like put it in. Like, oh, I know I'll be tired or I won't want to go to the gym or I won't want to do homework or I won't want to study for a test I got at one o'clock today. Like there's things that per se I don't want to do, but choosing to put, I'm still disciplined to do it and I will do it, but putting, purposely putting in something that will motivate me. Like, oh, like going back to this little food thing, like, oh, if I know if I have a good breakfast or whatever, they'll kind of motivate me at the moment to like jumpstart. Knowing I have food later when I come home will that be a little motivation. Not per se discipline, but it'll motivate me to go real quick instead of just like slacking but doing it later. Yeah, for sure. So I almost had a cough right there. <laughs> That's awesome though, because I feel like with that, like motivation is kind of like what you supplement for discipline yeah like as you go along like oh like i know i'm supposed to be doing this like i know i'm supposed to be studying for tests but i really don't want to and then you're like okay but i'm gonna do this this and this to motivate myself to actually do it and then after days weeks months years it soon becomes like oh like i'm disciplined and doing whatever yeah that's cool 
So there's this guy that I think of discipline. I don't. I can't really say his first name. Yeah. But his last name's. Um, okay, may, I can't say. His, maybe let me try it. It's like. Um, oh, let me just describe him. Maybe that'd be the best. <laughs> he's the fa- he's the fastest right now. He's the fastest at running the the a marathon. So I was like, Chicago. Oh, that's his last name. I totally butchered it. That's okay. But he runs at so in a, so in like a twenty six mile point four or whatever. That's like a marathon. Uh-huh. He run that in like almost two hours. What? Yeah, bro. Really? Two hours. Like two oh one. What was his record? Well, he had the world record at two hours one minute and thirty nine seconds. Okay. Uh, four years ago, he set that. Okay. And he's been the record holder since. But then he broke the record by 30 seconds back in August. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah. So he's like on the, he's on the top of his game when it comes to like being the best in the world. But then he beats himself. That's cool. Yeah, That's I know. crazy. Two know. hours and what? A minute? Yeah. Two hours and a minute and 10 seconds now. That's so I found, I found this audio that's him speaking. Uh, talking about discipline because I feel like I see so many people there's not a bad thing like online talk about discipline but I like people who have like backing to them like they've done it right but after that they've said it after they've done it so I feel like a lot of us will say things before we do them Mm -hmm. so I feel like this is so cool that what this guy has to say when it comes about discipline and stuff okay here we go a self-discipline what exactly do you mean by that? The rule number one is to get vitamin N. Vitamin N? Yes. That's the rule number one. You need to inject yourself with vitamin N. N is for? N is to learn to say no. That's a vitamin. That's how to get self-discipline. I love what he was saying when it comes to learning to say no. It's like one of my favorite things. He goes on. So like the three things that he says is he says vitamin N, which is so funny because there's like no vitamin N. Right. But was, so the guy reporting is like, what, is, what are you talking about? Like learning to say no. Then he says the next one is keeping your priorities straight. Then the the last one is limit complaining. Awesome. But I love, because I think I've never run a marathon before. Yeah, same. But I feel like it's one of those things where like, that's hard. Yeah, serious. And I was like, there's a lot of things to complain about when you're running a marathon. I feel like, because I think you're like your toenails, like something happens with your feet. Like things happen to your body that in a bad way when you run a marathon. So it's kind of funny, like this guy who's like the best in the world, and people are debating if he's the best longest distance runner in history wow. right now, because he just said that back in August. So people are just like debating if he's the best right in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so cool because I don't know if, I don't know the last time you ran, but I'm not like a, I'm a I'm a I'm a big walker. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll walk, right? I'll treadmill or like there's a little path behind my house, right? Well, I'll, like I'll do some, but like I'm not gonna be running miles, right? But I, like I know if I did, I'm like, man, these shoes suck that I'm running in because I don't got runner shoes, right? If I do, like there's a lot I complain about, but I think it's very smart what he talked like the order that he puts them in. He's like vitamin and learn to say no to things. So if you can say you learn to say no to things, then you can have your priorities straight. With all like all running, running takes a little bit. Or like then I'm a, you have there's things, priorities like running or other things in your life that you have to kind of put more important than other things. Then I think after you do that, like if you're not complaining as much, then 
definitely. It's like a way to succeed. Yeah. Well, and you've done it to yourself at that point. Yeah. And, and so if you're complaining, it's like, just stop then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yo. You're the only one that can hear. But I think that's cool because the, I don't know, I, I lately, and we've talked about this a little bit, like you've developed like priorities and we, we talked about that before. And I think also like there comes a point where you start to develop like rules for yourself or like these yeah, like, things. Yeah, you know, self, self-imposed self rules. Yeah, like, oh, like I operate way better when I do this, this, and this, or I maintain this, this, or this in my life. And I, I really like what he said, the vitamin N. It took me a yeah, second. You're like, yeah, I was looking at you to see if it's good. Yeah, I was like, process. what the heck is vitamin N? And they're like, oh, it's you're like vitamin N. I was like, oh, okay, I understand. But what's cool about that is I was talking to my mom and um, she's like, hey, you just need to edit things in your life. And I was like, Edit things. Yeah. So she's using edits. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you just need to realize like you have so many things going on and so many people want like so much of your time. And what? Right. Logan down. There's so many people that want you, your family, friends, events, whatever. And it's like, you need to have the ability to say no and edit things. And this semester, I try to like edit things in my life. It's been really good and it's been hard as yeah. well oh yeah yeah but i just thought that was interesting that he one of his first things was learn to say no or exercise saying no yeah i think like it's the opposite of a pushover like you can't push him yeah he's just like oh do you want to like i bet he'll put a priority for you but like he has things he wants to do like i was i was i was reading watching something about him last night and he would preparing for this time that he broke back in august he would run over 100 miles a week whoa yeah it's crazy and i have two cross-country high level uh, freshmen in my house right now my so my roommates mm-hmm. and they run a lot but they don't run 100 yeah dude <laughs> they i think the most they run is the most i've ever heard them is like 10 or like 13 miles in a day which is still crazy but even if you did that seven days a week, that's like 80. And this guy's going, and this guy's fast going. So to run, so the time that he made, like you have to run each mile, four minutes, 38 seconds, every mile for the whole marathon. Wow. There's been a challenge, at least there was a couple months ago, to, so that's 13 miles an hour. So you're like on, like on treadmill, there's yeah. like one to 10. Huh? If you put it, if you could put it up to thirteen, some go higher. Right. If you put thirteen for two hours, then two hours, one minute, ten seconds. Oh my gosh, so you're just you're booking it. Yeah, out. like it's so funny to see people like like oh I'm gonna try to do it and they'll put it like yeah five minutes I was beat like I'm dead. Holy but, but he's keeping the pace all the time. That's that is wild. I know. I was like, dang. Oh yeah, I'm not a runner either. Yeah, no way. How's that? Not gonna happen. But in other things, other sure. things. I heard this quote that says, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like in this case with this like top top athlete, the way he runs is probably like the same way he dictates his life. Like he's a high end, like the like the best in the world, almost the best in all time. Like how's his life out of that? I bet he is really disciplined in and making money or treating his wife and kids well or right. doing everything. Well, at the same time, I feel like for me, like some of the things that I do, I'm like, oh, like 
am I, do I do this for everything too? Like maybe I need to improve everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's, I feel like there's some things that just aren't as motivating. That's like, say like. Brushing teeth. Brushing teeth or doing homework. Like I know that I, I love to bike and I've been really motivated to learn how to do like a sitting wheelie and like do like tricks and stuff. Yeah. And so, but then when it comes to homework, I'm like, no, I ain't going to do this, you know? So that's, that's a cool quote. I feel like if you could master that, then you'd be, you'd be doing well. I feel like we all do it in some form. Yeah. I feel like there's some things that are on the low end, but like, like what's the rest of your day like? Like homework yeah, it's maybe a couple hours of our day, but, like, how does our rest of our day look? I kind of think of it because, like, I've been going to the gym three years now. I kind of think, thinking how my life has kind of changed as I've got, like, better at one thing. Right. I think because, like, and this running scenario from this guy, like, he's he's, he's he's had discipline himself to to say no when he's tired, mm-hmm. where I feel like, that's like one of the hardest things you can do. Like, or like being rejected by girls. Like, I feel like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I, I feel like telling yourself no when it's so easy to say yes is when you, if you can do that at a high level, then when it's easier, when it comes to like cleaning your room or doing things that aren't like almost a life to death type of scenario, right? They're much easier. Like, you know, not dying in a helicopter. <laughs> like, if you can survive not dying in a helicopter, then you can. You can just do half an hour of homework a little bit better, but yeah, I guess you're right. I'm not saying not saying it's easy, but you know you can do a little bit better. No, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I love our talks that we have. Yeah, me too. I felt I'm, I remember time we talked for like hours. Yeah, those are the good times, man. Those were the best times. Okay, Hunter, what does risk taking mean to you? You hear the word risk taking? I can be honest. I really yeah. like the the game risk <laughs> oh like just hear game ri- okay tell me about this the game risk uh tell me about the game all right so you're basically have like little pawns and then like some figures that are like cannons and then some cavalry they're supposed to take over like countries oh yeah oh yeah and they're taking over the world basically and so you roll dice basically to see how many um like how many of your guys die when you come into another country and if you conquer the country, then you own it, and then you just move throughout the the world conquering countries. But sometimes you lose. And my family played that while we went on a trip just a couple months ago. Oh yeah. And I, I know I'm too. I don't know, but I won. You won. Oh, okay. And you took a risk. Huh? I did. And everyone was being really conservative with their with their troops and everything. Yeah. And I probably was a little bit more reckless than I should have been with the lives that I had on the line. But I just went for it. And it turned out good. So that's what I think about. I think that's solid. Okay. I think it's like, I think of risk taking is doing things that have, that could like doing a lot that can have a negative output if done wrong or, or also you perceive it as negative. Mm. Like I think like we all, like you and me, like like the date girls, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like going up, talking to a girl for the first time or messaging a girl online, there could be some risk to it because we feel like they might not accept us right. or we'll get rejected or they will, like, won't respond back. Right. So I feel like there's some form of risk, 
when really there's no risk, but we like perceive it on top of us because we're not going to be beat up. We're not going to die. We're not because we're going to come in pretty gentleman like. We're not going to. We're not going to be slapped. We're really nothing really bad in a sense is going to happen to us, but we can perceive it that is it is actually going to happen. Right. Or like you're you're gonna die in a helicopter when you're actually not, you know. Right. Things seem way worse than they actually are. Oh yeah, and I think it's like everything that I'm doing and like you're doing. I think in my life right now, things that are like risky, that I perceive to be more risky than they actually are, or the handful of times I've done like some stand up work. That's always been doing some jokes. Really cool, by the way. Yeah, like it's like I'm not gonna be made fun of. I'm like I'm not. Well, the most I can do is bomb. <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah but I've, i know if i come prepared then i won't yeah i re- i remember the first time that you did that i didn't realize that what was happening until like hey i'm logan down i'm gonna do stand-up and i was like what the heck like this is crazy and that was such a risk and so cool because for one thing like i wouldn't do that like and i just think about like some of the cool things that you've done just with that and how that risk and probably you thought you're like oh man i'm probably not gonna die but this could be what so socially i'm gonna die yeah exactly exactly but you didn't yeah that the time you saw that was my second time actually okay so i've done it four times that time i did it was like a year ago it was a year before that or maybe more than that it was february 2020 oh so before you even came down here yeah um and i it was my first time ever because they passed down the what do you want to do for the talent show and I wrote jokes. Jokes. Kind of like being a joke like I wrote down jokes. Yeah. But then I've listened to stand, stand-up comedians like a lot of my life mm-hmm. but uh, it's, like I did not do the same thing like I do now when I'm writing jokes but I had this kind of this whole five minute story that I was telling with like different things. But instead of writing each part down, I would just, like, keep saying it to myself over and over and record it. Like, I remember I lived I lived the same way at the time, so it took, like, 12 minutes to get to campus. Okay. So I was like, I can say it twice. If I talk out loud to myself and walk to school, I can say it twice. That's and cool. I remember, like, like man, why do people hear me? I was like, I don't care. I, this is, like, I do this by tomorrow. <laughs> like, I have to, everyone. I have to get this done. Yeah. And definitely... What I would think it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been my first time. Good. I remember asking people, I'm like, hey, please la- please laugh at my jokes like <laughs> before. But th- like, I feel like most people actually did. I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because I remember talking to our roommates um, when I came to stay away and they're like, yeah, Logan, Logan did do comedy when we did the talent show last time. And I was like, really? That's awesome. And then he did it again. And it was yes. Awesome. Then I did it again. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like I love the quote that there's no growth in the comfort zone and no comfort in the growth zone. Okay. And it sounds familiar. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like it's, it's so applicable to like everything we do, or this in, this case in stand up that we're kind of talking about. Like, yeah, I could just watch, or I can like not do the talent show, and that's pretty comfortable. Can just like watch people do other things, but me, me having to be uncomfortable a little more uncomfortable writing writing some of the jokes or actually getting up like at one time with a steak with like 250 young adults like that's 
way more uncomfortable, but I feel like I grew so much like socially, like being able to talk to a lot more people because of it. Yeah. What are some other things that you like grew out of this discomfort of this? Let's just stay on like your comedic path. Like comedic path. Yeah. How did, have you like grown? Oh, definitely the last time I did it. I, last time I did it was September. Okay. The last one I did at the school had like a Mike's and Mox night. Yeah. And I did, I did much better than I should have to say like that. So it was in the sunlight dance room up over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the student center. And it was a Mike's and Mox. So they had fake Mox towels because they're, they're not going to serve alcohol, but like I got you. fake mix. But, but there was ch- still chairs and like a stage ish. But there was, it was, t- was tied at like a talent show. Like people could like put whatever they wanted up. And I remember I put jokes, and I was the fourth up, I, was, I think. That's awesome. Um, and I had prepared, too. I, like, prepared some jokes, and I had a girl that was going to come, so I was like, oh, I better, like... You got to do good. But better do good. Um, but the whole time, like, during my set, I had this... Since they were serving drinks, there was this really big line going through the middle of the room. So it wasn't like the other two times that you had watched. It's like people sitting... Where, where I was the only focus, like... Okay. I had to match the volume of people talking in line. Mm-hmm. So it definitely was not, and part of that I couldn't hear myself. So it was definitely the most uncomfortable I have been yeah. ever doing stand-up before because there wasn't like a focus on me. Like I was fighting for the focus. Right. So I feel like even some jokes, like but I still got some laughs, which I was like so surprised about. So I definitely feel like it was, you could say, the worst I've done, but, like, the best. You did with what you were given. Yeah. Like, I did, like, I had one or two jokes I didn't laugh, but a bunch of others that did. Mm-hmm. But I did, for, for sure, didn't have, like, the focus that I wanted. Then later, in, like, the Max and Mox, like, there was no more wine, and they shut the doors. And it was much better for everybody else. But <laughs> Except for you. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish I would have gone later, but, like, it was still, because there was so much more adversity that I had planned, like, I feel like I grew it's like awesome. almost not bombing, but like almost <laughs> a, like environmentally bombing. Like it was kind of still like, I still like learned a lot. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I was, I also thought of this. I kind of think of like risk taking is very similar to like building muscle. Like you, you have to, you have to stretch yourself to like grow back. And if you don't do enough, then you're not really going to grow or gain too much. But if you but if you have too much unprepared, then you're just gonna tear apart. So like you need you need enough to push yourself, but not overly enough. Because when it comes to like muscles, like you need enough tension to to it grow. But if you have over too much or too much weight, they're not prepared for. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna break. So I feel like you need you need enough that's uncomfortable before you break. Gotcha. It's a fine balance. There's a fine balance because you you need that stress. Like in the muscle, muscle wise, you need that stress so you can recover from it, mm-hmm. and you're stronger. That's the that's the only way you can like really build muscle or strength. Right, is like being t- torn down enough to rebuild stronger. Yeah. Question on that is so when you're building muscle, does it? Because at first I feel like it's really slow, mm-hmm. like, and improvement it isn't seen as much. But as you go, does it get? Does it improve like exponentially or does it kind of just improve like bit by bit? It's kind of like the opposite of that. Okay. Like, exa- like 
people that lift their first year versus people that lift like 10 years, mm-hmm. they'll gain the most muscle the first year. Okay. Then, not saying you don't gain any anything the second or third, but it goes downhill. Like your body, since you need stress to like adapt, like your body, just a little stress, since you're used to nothing, will like adapt to that super fast. So as you go, you have to do more and more, but it becomes it's you you can't gain as much later years. You can still gain muscle, but not nearly like if somebody's never got to the gym, start going really hard and like eating well, they're they're going to gain the most. They may not see super huge muscles, but what they gain, they may gain ten to twenty pounds in a year, but they're not going to gain that like in like five years. Gotcha. So do you feel like that? can apply as well to like risk taking oh, in our life yeah like example like the fir- the first stand-up thing i did i did in front of like 30 25 people yeah. i did it for five minutes like it was definitely stressful but definitely wasn't a lot but to improve again i had to do it again i had to put more stress right. or later when i won our talent show i had to do in front of 250 people and i at mine was like six seven minutes long mm-hmm. like you have to put I have to put more stress to myself so I can grow from that. Yeah. For example, if I did more I did, if I did more frequently or more often or bigger events than or or a longer more than like 7 minutes, like 20 minutes, 45 minute sets, that would definitely push me to a new level. Mm-hmm. So I feel like whatever you're working on like you got you have to push yourself in some way. Definitely. I think that's I think that's awesome. And as you explained like how muscles grow and how it's really early. I think it's like along with your like experience with like telling jokes and being a comedian is like, oh, like I'm going to face a lot of, if I take these risks right now early, I'm going to face a lot of failure, like depending on what you consider failure or growth, I guess. And then as you go throughout your life, um, keep taking probably bigger risks to get more growth. Yeah. Then you'll become more comfortable than what you're doing early on. So it's good to take risks early, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's the best to start. Might as well to start doing things that you're like, I'm really scared to do this, but I might as well just do it because if I don't, then I'm going to have less growth later on and I'm going to have to start anyways. Yeah, and you're going to regret not doing it. Right. You feel like you could have done, you could have started. Right, so just start taking those risks. Yeah, I feel like starting is like the hardest thing to do. Thanks for being on podcast. Thank you. That was the Down to Talk podcast.